trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. You know, it's weird. I never thought I'd see the day that Sony and Sega were friends. And here we are, posting this episode, I guess. So welcome to the Topical Resort. I am your host, Viper, and as always, for the next two hours, I'll be playing you some great Sega tunes relating to the topic at hand. And the topic for this week's episode is Sega on the PSP. Um, there was a specific reason for this, which I'll be getting to during the uh, first talk bed, but um, before that, we just got this awkward little intro here. So, um, Sega was actually one of the biggest publishers for the PSP, and due to the recent and disappointing discovery of the cancelled Sonic Generations port, I thought it was about time we checked out the House of Hedgehogs output for my favourite handheld console. And also because I already had the idea for the episode and I just pushed it forward to today instead. So we're going to start off with uh, the only song that I don't hate from said soundtrack from Crazy Taxi Farewells. This is Orange Wednesday. Enjoy.
been a while since we've heard this talk bit, isn't it? Yeah, because it's been three weeks since I last heard this. So what you just heard there was from Sonic Rivals 2, that was Blue Coast, Race to Win, and before that from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, that was Orange Wednesday. Two very good games I'd highly recommend picking up for the PSP. Actually, I just remember that I was talking about Sonic Rivals 2, never mind. Sonic Rivals 1 is a good game, but I'll be getting into that sort of stuff shortly. But, um... Yeah, so welcome to the show. I, as always, am Green Viper 8, and you guys in the chat, you are whoever you are. I just want to say um, a shout out to the person right now who's listening to 24 7, despite the fact the show's on. Because you're normally not supposed to be able to do that unless you have a special sort of pass to get in. Which, luckily, I do, but that's not me. Absolutely incredible. Uh, P- uh, PT is also judging me for my choice at the PSP 1000 and 2000. 3000 all the way. Sadly, I cannot agree with that, because. The 3000, I don't know, I felt like it was a bit of a downgrade. It had a nicer screen than the 1000, but I, I love the... Th- uh, for for the lack of a better term, we're going to have to get into this. I love the thickness, you know, with, with the... With the I can't even speak. With uh, two Cs, not a CK, actually, thank you very much. The, P- the PSP 1000 just has like, a weight and feel to it that the other ones don't have. They're too slim, I don't like them. Also, I don't know why, the 2000 in particular has like, a really rubbery feel to it. I don't know why. And there we go, PT has posted it thick with two Cs. Yeah, uh, Merco is also agreeing with me, the 1K is the best PSP. More to hold on to, that, that's what she said. Anyway, right, so, um... Experiences with the PSP, I guess I should probably start off with, considering this is the first talk bed and we never have anything to talk about. Um, PSP, um, I really badly wanted one when it was out, if I'm honest. At the time, um, I was DS scum, I have to say, you know, I had, I had a Nintendo DS, I had... I, I currently have three of them, it's quite sad actually now that I think about it. But I always wanted to trade it in for a PSP, it was so tempting. And I absolutely love my DS, but 
I honestly wish I did, because the PSP is my favourite handheld, but... At the same time, I've got to have a collection now, so I'm glad that I now are both in the collection, but back in the day, I sort of wish I did that. But, um, I didn't actually get a PSP until 2015, where I bought my 2000, which is currently pictured in a tweet that I sent out on Twitter. Um, I got that at a, um, car boot sale, is what we call them in England, where you just basically sell stuff out the back of your car boot, and... Got it for about £15, I think, except there was one flaw that they failed to tell me when I bought it. Um, it didn't work. Basically, it turned on, but it had a control issue where it controlled fine in the menus, but as soon as you started playing a game, uh, the controls would just go like, absolutely haywire and nothing would work. Taken it apart, cleaned it several times, thought of everything I possibly can. Nope, it, it's just completely bugged. I've tried flashing over, like, you know different versions of the firmware, I've tried custom firmware, just nothing works, it is absolutely toast. And uh, my friend found this out, and uh, he was actually selling his PSP to get a PS Vita, and he was just like, oh yeah, you can just have the PSP, and I'm like, what? Got got a few games of it, I don't think I any, actually have any of them, because all the games that I wanted were like Sonic Rivals, and I already had them, so I think I sold them off. But anyway, yeah, the PSP 1000 I got from him, and uh, never had an issue with it, it's a beast. Honestly, glad that I have that one of the two thousand. Um, oh, we got we got quite a few new chassis in here. It seems, or not new. We've had them before, but you know, different people, new blood. Ugh. So uh, Madakuji San says, it seems it seems like I got two K with me right now. Two K, decent. Uh, it's better than the three K. I'm gonna bully if you have a three K. But also have Sarah Rose. Haven't seen you in a while. How is it going today? And, uh, of course, we got the legendary Speedy saying, got my PSP for $5. That is not a bad deal at all, but it's not as good as free. But, um, the reason why we're actually doing this special today is because, uh, a slain brother. Uh, recently, we, we've known about this for ages, like, since about 2009, but there was a PSP port of, uh, Sonic Generations. Originally, Sonic Generations was meant to be for... Xbox 360, Wii, and PSP, I believe, for the consoles it was meant to be. But, um, obviously that didn't happen and it came out for 3DS, PS3, Xbox 360, and PC, with the Wii and PSP versions being dropped. But, um, we now know that a PSP version exists, thanks to, um, thanks to a disc which was recently, um, shown on Facebook, I cannot remember the link, but, um, there's just a bit of an issue. The disc was really bad, like the the format it was stored on was really awful, and uh, the disc is actually completely broken, like it's just, part of the disc has just snapped off, unfortunately, but, you know, and unfortunately that means the uh, data on it cannot be recovered, so um, as, as of now, um, the Sonic Generations prototype is lost, except for a few screenshots and one music track. I was gonna, um, I was just gonna like try and chat up the um, people who run that Facebook, like not in, not in a sexual way at all. But I was gonna try and um, like sweet talk them into giving us um, <laughs> the song because they haven't released it publicly. Publicly, but um, I didn't do that in the end. I should have. And uh, if you're listening in, hey guys, sup? But um, PT Kickass is currently saying he's gonna go and get something. Mirko says, I paid 13 euros for mine, but it has a broken UMD drive, so that's an issue. But then, you can just play everything off a, off a um, memory stick, which is what I do, and I think that's what you ended up doing, if I remember correctly. Uh, Speedy says, would have got on for free if my other friend didn't tell me to charge it. 
tell him to charge me for it. That sucks. <laughs> uh, Speedy also says, do they have any rival stages on there? I'm really curious. Uh, we basically don't know anything because uh, they're being really secretive of what's on it. All we know is just a couple of screenshots of the game itself and one music track, which is a remix of Green Hill. That's all we know. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah. Um, Liam Robertson, I think, is his full name. Um, from Unseen64, he's one of the people who... He's not Unseen64 themselves. He's just one of the people who works there. And um, Andrew Borman, I think his name is. And both... Um, you know, collectors of lost media and... Sorry, cataloguers of lost media, should I say. Um, they are currently trying to look into finding a copy, and the people who currently own the current one are trying to figure out a way to rip the data off it. Um, before we go to the next song break, I'm going to see what else you guys are still saying. Um, Mirko says, yeah, I bought all my games, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I, I won't deny, uh, I've done that quite a lot for the PSP, but at the same time, I've got a lot of physical games. Fun fact, I've never paid more than £3 for a PSP game. The, the more you know, because um, I, I technically got them for free using reward points from game, because... Um, you could get PSP games for like £2 from game and I got like stacks of reward points so I just bought some games, that's how I got Luminous. But um... PT says I remember seeing they recovered 10% of the disc somewhere. Ah, I will look into that in a second. Sarah says I remember when I had my PS3 PSP 3000 around 30 to £50 and custom fir firmwaring it and putting the Hatsune Miku Project Diva ISO onto the memory card and playing it, it was hard as hell. But um... Yeah. Uh, that's originally why I custom firmware my PSP actually for um, Miku. That and that and it was just nice to play stuff off the um, memory card because it saves a ton on load times. I did that for Sonic Rivals, for example. But uh, I think I'm actually going to go into a song break right now. So um, let's see what we got. Ah, so from Outrun 2006, Coast to Coast. Here is Russia Difficulty 2006 Arrange Version. Right here on Radio Sega. Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History I swear whenever I do that it doesn't... Oh, there we go, that's better. <laughs> I swear whenever I do that it doesn't work and I forgot to turn um, the talk bed back down because I'm an idiot. There we go. So uh, anyway, what you just heard there was from Initial D Street Stage. That was Mad About You. And before that, from Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast, that was Russia Difficulty 2006 Arrange Version. And um... Topical Resort, oh, no, only to do that. on Radio ah. <laughs> Oh dear. We're not having a good start with this talk bed. So uh, anyway, hasty history as you heard there earlier, not the last um, jingle I accidentally played. So um, we're going to be talking about the PSP itself uh, during this segment. So the PSP was released on December 20, oh, sorry, December 12, 2004 in Japan, March 24, 2005 in the US, and September 1, 2005 in Europe. At the time, it was widely seen as the most powerful handheld of the time. Uh, that that's a bit redundant there. Uh, p- because I remember people saying at the time, especially, the graphics were comparable to the Dreamcast and PS2. Uh, one of those consoles is not like the other, because one of those consoles is really good, and one of those consoles is really bad. But um, there were five different models of the PSP, which not many people know, but most people think there's only four. Um, the PSP 1000, my personal favourite, 2000, 3000, the PSP Go, which is a close second place, because it's a completely mad design, and I love it. And finally, the E1000, which was a budget mon- model, which was released quite late into life, which not many people know about. The console was succeeded by the PlayStation Vita in 2011 in Japan and 2012 in the rest of the world. People ask why the PS Vita wasn't also um, people ask why the PS Vita wasn't also um, included in a special. Well, that's because I want to do that separately. And plus, the news that this ties into was about the PSP. But um, we'll be doing the Vita at some point. But Sadly, PSP shipments and, and production itself ended in 2014 worldwide, with it lasting the longest in Europe, surprisingly. Europe had it until quite late into 2014, whereas Japan, I think, was in February 2014 when it was discontinued. Uh, Merko says, remember E3 2006, where here I'm going to guess that is, did the Ridge Race the thing on stage. Um, uh, <laughs> I tried to forget. Uh, Jamie says that PSP was weaker than the PS2. That it was, but the graphics themselves were quite comparable to the PS2. But, oh, sorry, I was just a bit thrown off. Got a request. But, um, Speedy says it was fun to play. Rexy says, hit the enemy crab for its weak spot to inflict massive damage. Lol, E3 2006. What a wreck that was. Has there ever been an E3 that wasn't a wreck, though? Like, the host is always cocky, um, something always goes wrong like Skyward Sword did. Um, it, Ubisoft are just there every year and they get more and more unfunny with that annoying woman I really can't stand. Yeah, they seem to get worse. E- EA is always the highlight because EA is just an absolute train wreck and it's always fun to be in like a group call when EA's on and just completely destroying them. But, um, what else? Yeah, I'm thrown off for a second. Uh, Mirko says, glad it happened though, the PS3 was nice. That it was, I really do love the PS3. Or, I love PS3, and it was a pretty good announcement, honestly. Like, it could have gone worse. 
Also, uh, thank you to Twinny who has posted the um, list of music you can now request from. Already gone off the rails of the topic. Great job. Yeah, but uh, I didn't read. Aside from that one bit of history there, I really didn't have anything to talk about, so um, they can do very little they want. Uh, Speedy says Sonic Rivals 3 for PS4. I would actually want that. But you can request from all those songs that I just put in the Discord, or all those songs which are on the Twitter, or the um, or on our website. But so you can go for them, I guess. But um, if you want a request, how can you do that? If you weren't listening to that, if you weren't listening to that um, little introduction there, basically, you got a few options. You can DM me on Discord. Our Discord is radiose.ga/discord. If you aren't in there, why not? If you're not in there and you're for some reason in the IRC, why? Or you can send us a tweet at Radio Sega, or you can send me a tweet at the Green Viper Eight. Jamie is going to make the joke at the real faker. We got that one out of the way. Good. Uh, Jamie is complaining that I put a double pack on there yesterday, but uh, I don't care. But Speedy says Sonic Rivals One and Two Remix. Basically, um, on our server we have like two songs, which are which is a mix between Sonic Rivals One and Sonic Rivals Two music. Like one of them's a boss theme and stuff. It's really nothing major, but like I included it on there for the sake of completion. And that was also why I put the Fantasy Star double pack on there, which Jamie insisted that I took off and uh, wouldn't be quiet unless I took it off. But uh, we have a few requests in here, so. Um, okay, of course, Twenty went for that one. I, c- I cannot see why he went for that one. Okay, that'll do. And. That'll do as well, unless anybody else has any other requests, which hopefully they do. If you'd like to send them in to me, you can go right ahead. Marco says uh, Eurobeat is always good. Um. I've already played some Eurobeat, but I might put some Eurobeat in. Um, let's see, initial D Street Um, changes is always a belter, we'll go for changes. Oh, fun fact, uh, both the tracks which Twinning requested are um, actually the exact same length. Wow, uh, interesting facts of the day, I guess. But uh, if anybody doesn't have any exceptions, I guess I'm going to go right ahead with the uh, request for thought segment, but um, I'm just going to babble on for like a minute longer just to check that nobody else has any last minute requests, and I also load up TweetDeck so I can actually see if anybody sent some in. Also, um, thank you very much to Sonic Speed News for giving me a plug on his server, that was really appreciated, because, you know, people are flooding in, I guess. Um, uh, shall we see... Doesn't seem to be any more, okay, so I'm gonna get into the request. So this is the first one we got. So fro- requested by Jamie from Hatsune Miku Project Diva Second. This is Popipo, right here on Radio Sega. Request resorts. <laughs> Don't 
trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
And welcome back to the Topical Resort, and as always, this is the time of the show where we get very relaxed and very... No, it isn't, right? So anyway, what you just heard there was from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. That was Your Mouth is a Guillotine, as requested by Twinny. Before that was from Hatsune Miku, Project Diva. That was Electric Angel, as requested by Sarah Rose 96 Before that, Initial D, Street Stage. Changes, as requested by Mirko. Before that... Sega Rally Revo, Tropical One, as requested by Twinny, and the very first track we heard there was Hatsune Miku, Project Eva, second, Popipo, as requested by Jamie. So, um, we did have a rather long song break there, I do apologise for that, but you guys had a lot of requests, which is a first, I'm joking. <laughs> you guys had a lot of requests to send in, and I, I didn't want to turn down anyone, so I played them all rather reluctantly, and there you go, I guess. But uh, now is the time of the show where we don't really have anything to talk about. What else is new? So, or uh, well, we do have something to talk about, but rather it's a rather rambly part because it always is. Basically, we just go through all the games on the list of eligible songs for Request Resort. So, all of the games that fit into the category of the episode, and we just talk through them and uh, I give my general opinion on them. And I always, as always, I'd like to hear your opinion on them in the chat or on Twitter. Or even on Facebook if you still use that. So, 7th Dragon 2020 and 7th Dragon 2022. Um, I don't have experience with any of these, I'm sorry. I've heard the 7th Dragon games are very good games, but I do not have any personal experience with them. Afterburner Black Falcon. Um, this is another one I don't have any experience with. I meant to download a few of these before, before the episode to play them, but I haven't had time this week. After that, Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. I have actually played this one. Uh, it's like a uh, collection of Crazy Taxi 1 and 2. Except um, they replaced the music, so uh, no, no offspring or bad religion for Crazy Taxi 1. I can't remember who did the soundtrack to Crazy Taxi 2. I also think it removed all the copyrighted places, so that means, um, for example, places like Pizza Hut and KFC, I believe they are gone. But And they were replaced with, like, you know, their non copyright infringing friends. Crush, I have never played. Full auto to battle lines. Once again, never played, but um, actually, I, like this, uh, that game occasionally shuffles on the 24/7, and every time I've heard it shuffle on the 24/7, I really like what I have to hear. So um, I should probably check out Full Auto 2 Battle Lines at some point. Although it does sound sort of like a cross between a mo- a motoring game and a war game, which does sound uh, fairly boring to me. I won't lie. Uh, oh, there is a lot of messages in the chat, but um. Guilty Gear XX Reload, I haven't played that one, but the Guilty Gear series is a very good series, so I recommend you check them out. Hatsune Miku Project Diva, Project Diva 2nd, and Project Diva Extend. All very good games, I do really enjoy these games. Uh, I did an episode on rhythm games before, and uh, probably, they're probably my favourite Sega rhythm games, because they've, they've done a hell of a lot of rhythm games, but the Project Diva series, great music, great mechanics throughout the entire series, even though they change it up a lot. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. It is a bit expensive, the PSP versions, and honestly, I'd recommend you get the console versions over the PSP versions. They are very good games, and I recommend you check them out. Initial D Street Stage. No experience with this one, but Initial D is a godly anime and has a godly soundtrack, so check it out. Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast. Haven't played this one on PSP. I played this one on Xbox. Very fun game on Xbox. I also... I did that. Actually, I played it in the arcades. Yeah. It was very fun in the arcades. Uh, I'd recommend you check it out. I don't know whether it's, you know... If it's downgraded because it's on a portable, or the PSP's a powerhouse, so hopefully they didn't downgrade it, but if they did, maybe check out another version. 
Fantastar Portable, Portable 2 and Portable 2 Infinity. No experience of any of these have a great soundtrack, as I've said for a lot of these. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Fantasy Star fans burning me to the stake right now, but you know, I ignore them. So, um, uh, before we get into the next bunch, let's see what everyone's saying in the chat. Jamie insulted Rivals, which I, I absolutely disagree with, I love Rivals. Um, Jamie says, during that generation, Sonic's best run on portable consoles was the DS. Obviously it was, because it doesn't really have any competition from the PSP. Uh, Mercos says, I like Rush Adventure. I personally, um, okay, so from Sonic Rush, I obviously preferred the soundtrack, it's my favourite soundtrack of all time, I'm not even going to compare it to Rush Adventure, and I also like the level themes of uh, Rush better, you know, like Altitude Limit, um, Deadline, Ethno, not Ethno Circus, what is it called, uh, I don't remember, um, Water Palace, I just really like the, uh, the actual design of that game, the levels look very nice. But in terms of actual level design, like how the levels are placed and the enemy placement and all that sort of stuff, I prefer Rush Adventure. Rush Adventure just cuts down a lot of the sort of nonsense. Like, um, aside from obviously the grinding you have to do for the materials, uh, Sonic Rush Adventure has much better le level design, but the aesthetic of Sonic Rush is unmatchable. Um, but people are basically just talking through Rush in the chat now. Um... Sero says, I mostly played Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 on PSP. Couldn't even complete it as one of the bosses near the end was super hard, and I also played Sonic Rivals 1 and 2. They weren't too bad. Ooh, uh, Sonic Mania is currently 20% off on Bundle Stars. I'd never heard of the website, but it's 11.99. Uh, pick that up if you haven't already picked up Sonic Mania. And if you haven't, why haven't you? Because it went on pre-order the last week. Or this, it was in this last week. Gonna bundle these ones all together. Puyo Puyo Fever, Puyo Puyo 7, Puyo Puyo Fever 2. Oh, sorry, Puyo Pop Fever, Puyo Puyo 7, Puyo Puyo Fever 2, Puyo Puyo, and obviously a second Puyo Puyo, because... They, they have the same name, but apparently I was told by uh, Sega Retro they're different games. The Puyo games are obviously very fun, I do love them. Uh, the only one I really have experience with is Puyo Pop, Puyo Pop Fever and Puyo Puyo 7. Those two are good. Don't know what else to say about the others, um, I guess. Puyo Puyo Fever can't be that bad, considering it's a sequel to a game I liked, so... Play it. Securitizing one and two. Don't really know too much about them. I've heard of them. I like know of them personally. Not much interest. Sega Rally Revo. Sega Rally game. How bad can it be? Senjo no Valkyria three and Senjo no Valkyria Extra Edition. Uh, haven't had too much experience with the Valkyria Chronicles series. Keep meaning to get into it. Never do. But one day, but um, Valkyria Chronicles has always been a very solid series, except for uh, I hear Revolutions a bit bit naff. But uh, check those out, and uh, same with the Shining, Arc, Blade, and Hearts games. I'd recommend you check them out. Sonic Rivals 1 and 2. Finally, I get to talk about these games at length. Sonic Rivals 1. I love this game. It's one of my favourite handheld games of all time. Like, uh, I know it's not amazing, but it's a guilty pleasure. I love that game. Especially like the co the costumes are just my favourite part of the game. I wish they bring back costumes for like new Sonic games. Like the black tie suit is my aesthetic in that game. Also, Knuckles dressed as Eggman is a, a very all of the costumes in that game are so good. Like Knuckles dressed as Eggman, you got Silver dressed as Santa, you got Shadow in his 80s suit. Uh, I'd check that game out just for the costumes alone. They're highly hilarious. Sonic Rivals 2. Uh, I didn't really like this one as I mentioned in the chat because um. I felt like you were working way too much against the computer, like there was too much rubber band AI, which means 
if you get too far ahead, the computer starts getting really difficult and they catch up to you easily. If you get really far behind, the computer gets stupid and it starts messing up a lot and it becomes really easy. And the computer is constantly on your tail, which never makes it fun. And they also spam items a lot, which makes it very difficult, because you're constantly getting hit by items. And my experience with Sonic Rivals 2 is I'm in first place right until like the last two seconds. Enemy hits me with an item or homing attacks me. Lose the race, have to do it again. So annoying. <laughs> Sonic Rivals 1 or 2 mix, not really a game, but we have it on our uh, server, so that's why I included it. Valkyria Chronicles 2, same experience with 3, don't know anything about it. Jamie says Puyo Pop sucks. Puyo Puyo is one of the best. Yeah, I don't like the like, name Puyo Puyo much. E oh, sorry, Puyo Pop much either. Uh, Sonic Speed News says Puyo Puyo. What is it? Um, what? No, you. Oh, you're it. No, you've let me down. <laughs> it's basically a um, puzzle game, and um, I unfortunately have to use this. I unfortunately have to describe it as this to everyone. Um, have you ever played Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? If so, you've played a Puyo Puyo game. It was just a converted Puyo Puyo game. But uh, I have to describe it like that to everyone, and it physically kills a part of me when you have to say that it's Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. But, um... Jamie says, I wonder if PPS PPSSPP can run Rivals fully now. Last I checked, it could run Rivals pretty well, but like not, f like, not fully textured. Um... That seems to be fairly empty, so if you have any opinions on any of the games, be sure to send them to me on Twitter, Facebook, or just even Discord. But for now, I think I'm going to get into some more music. So, from Afterburner, Black Falcon, this is Armed Response, right here on Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega.
stick with me In the gray every day it's hard to see So I go on even though it's a long shot From how it was before But what I dreamed all along Will never come So maybe there's something new It cannot be the end of all that we know A hole in the sky, an early goodbye No regret Thesis. 
And welcome back to the Topical Resort. I know, right? What a theory. So, what we just heard there was from Fantasy Star Portable. Uh, one of them, because Radio DJ is currently being stupid and not showing it. From Fantasy Star Portable to Infinity, that was Ignite Infinity. And before that, from Afterburn, that Black Falcon, that was Armed Response. Or as Jamie was saying, Outrun. That outrun Black Falcon because Radio Sega memes. Although, as I pointed out to him, uh, if you were going to be original and if you were going for the original Radio Sega meme, uh, you would have called it Space Area Black Falcon because uh, that's what Gavi incorrectly called it one night. And um, you would be if you went for the OG meme, but obviously you didn't. You went for outrun because you're an original human being. I'm joking. I love you, Jamie. Please don't call out. Call, call out? Call me out, anyway. Right, so, it is time for the topical thesis segment, as you heard earlier, instead of me rambling on. So basically what this is, is it's an opinion or a statement I've heard throughout the community, the sake community, obviously, and I give my three points for, three points against, and come to a justified conclusion on whether I agree or disagree with the statement. Today's opinion. Are handheld games a path Sega should pursue? So, one of my points for, Sega often makes shorter games which would be perfect for a handheld rather than a console. Point in case, Sonic games. Within the last few years, um, Sega has sort of toned down the length on Sonic games. Because they thought people really wanted incredibly long games, that's why the Werehog was in Sonic Unleashed to pad out the game. I imagine that's probably why they added the extra stories to Sonic 06, but um, they've learned that people necessarily don't want all that padding, they just want a solid game, even if it only lasts 2-3 hours. Hence why Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations, and Sonic Lost World can all be beaten in about a sitting, because they didn't decide to add the padding before like they did last time. So surely, if you have those shorter games, will they be not more? Will they not be better suited for a, you know, console where you're only going to be sitting at it for like an hour at a time, perhaps? Who knows? Uh, more young children have handhelds than consoles, and many Sega's games target that audience, because you know. If your main audience is children, why not go for the place that the children are more likely to play your games? Obviously, like you know, they're not not every game is based at children. You know, I wouldn't want children playing Mad World, but um, obviously, I guess um, if it's a game that is suited towards young children, why not put it on something they're more likely to play it on, meaning more sales, more money, blah blah blah. Um, and handheld games usually have lower budgets, meaning less money is spent on the game and bigger profits. Obviously, they're a company. They need profits at the end of the day. So if you're spending less money making a game, and more people own handhelds, that means a bigger profit than making a console game. Which obviously could be nice to Sega, because they could uh, actually make some games that people like and won't complain about for once. I'm joking, I love you Sega, but your fans are whiny. So, three points against. Handheld games are usually lower quality. Um, I don't have any specific examples, but handheld games are usually lower quality because less time and effort is spent on them because, quite frankly, um, they don't need as much time and effort spent on them because, you know, handheld games are usually made for, like, a quick buck or, you know, they're a tie-in for a console game, so less effort's put in, which obviously we don't want from Sega because we want, you know, some games which are as good as possible. But, um... The handhelds are less powerful, meaning there'll be less impressive games. Because obviously it's handheld, that means uh, you don't have like the advantage of being able to plug it in and have this massive bulky console that has tons of guts in it. You don't have that advantage, you have a very small, lightweight, portable thing, which also has to not eat up battery life. Hence why the 3DS isn't as powerful as the Nintendo Switch, for example, though that was a bad example because the Nintendo Switch 
is a very powerful console. Hence why the hence why the Wii U is more powerful than the 3DS because one's a console which is always hooked up to mains and it's big and bulky. The other one's a small lightweight handheld that needs to run off its own charge. So if they're less powerful, that means you've got less stuff to work with when you're making your games, meaning less powerful games. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to run something like Sonic Generations on a 3DS, would you? No, exactly. Uh, limited internet access on handhelds means there'll be less online-reliant games. I know, like, the Fantasy Star Online games, or, or sorry, the Fantasy Star Portable games, might, you know, throw this theory off a bit. But if a game's always online, obviously you can't make it for a handheld, because most of the time, when, you, when you're on a handheld... You know when near like internet access, like you're in a car or you're somewhere where you know when near your internet. Meaning, obviously, you can't have an internet reliant game that always needs to connect to the internet to do updates. But then again, we've we've got mobile games which do require internet connection. <coughs> Sonic Runners and uh, a nice plug here. We actually did an episode on Sega mobile games, and that also reminds me. That was episode two, by the way, but that also reminds me, we finally have podcasts, because um, we finally have a section on the media, on our media server, which you can access by going to radiosega.net and clicking media, and from there, navigate to topical resort, and you can listen back through all past episodes, and you should now be able to listen back to this episode uh, almost uh, like an hour or two after it finishes airing, hopefully. So that'll be good. We finally have podcasts. Uh, they should be going up on iTunes and Stitcher soon. Anyway, um, my point here being, um, even even if handheld market, even if the handheld market is very successful for Sega, the quality of games and the limitation of the consoles means that Sega will make l- worse games and less games. And of course, we all want to see Sega succeed. So my opinion here is, Sega should focus more on consoles than handhelds. So what's your opinion? I'd like to know. Send it to us on Twitter at Radio Sega or at the Green Viper Eight. Send it to us on Facebook at Radio Sega. Or send it to us on Discord, radiose.ga forward slash Discord. I'm at the Green Viper... Oh, sorry, I'm just at Green Viper 8. Or just post it in a DM to me through there, perhaps. Or if you're feeling extra special, you can come and call in on Discord in the next segment. But for now, I'm going to read through a few of your opinions and then we're going to get moving on. Um, Okay, awesome. Nobody has had any opinions. Right, lovely. (laughs) Oh, I love you people. Mm, let's just check Twitter. Uh, Jamie's opinion is that I suck. Yes, thank you, Jamie. You, you're always very supportive. I'm joking. I hate you. So, um, I, of course I don't hate you. Please, please don't find me, please. Uh, so why don't we listen to some more music while we're waiting for some responses? So. I purposely saved the Miku music till a bit later on in the show because I predicted that people would request it, and I was obviously correct. So, from Hatsune Miku Project Diva, the first game, this is Jaded, right here on Topical Resort. You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7. Sing. 
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Calling. And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Valkyria, Chron- uh, sorry, Valkyria Chronicles Senjo no Valkyria. I don't know why I picked the first game, because I'm pretty sure that wasn't on the list, I'm sorry, but that was Kanawa Nai Omo. O- Omoi? Yeah, Omoi, I'm going to go with that. Before that was from Hansu Miku, Project Diva, that was Jaded, also known as the Rebel in English translations of the game. So now is the time for the Discord call-in. As you just heard there, what you have to do to get on the Discord call-in, it's fairly simple. Simply just join the chill-out room at radiosc.ja4/discord. From there, grab a microphone, and you have a chance of being on the show. And I'm going to bring in some fresh blood first. So let me just check that they are available before I drag them in. Um, come on, where are they? I'm going to have to be relatively quick because um, you guys forced me to overrun. I'm going to blame you. Here we go. So in the meantime, just enjoy the background music, I guess. Enjoy the chill beats of uh, Persona 4 Arena. This this song always manages to uh, shuffle onto the 24-7. Like, I don't even pick it, it just shuffles on. I, it's, it's done it like three times now, I think. Anyway, I think I'm going to drag them on now, so uh, let's try this out. Good evening, and welcome to the Topical Resort. What would you like to talk about today? Okay. Oh, there we go. Let me just turn you off a bit uh, so I can hear you. Okay. Sure. Okay. That's better. Alright. Alright. Just had to set up a few things. So, this is my first time here, so I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's a bit frantic, but, um, just if you'd like to talk about anything relating to Sega on the PSP in general, it doesn't have to be like a specific game, it can just be a topic relating to it or anything. Go right ahead. Alright. Well, I, I, guess I, I guess I did want to talk about um, the uh, topical theory you were doing earlier about um, Sega with handhelds, I guess. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, so what I was going to say was that I think that... Um, Sega shouldn't really focus on handhelds because um, if they did, that would give them um, less headroom to innovate. And if they innovate less, which is technically the life and blood of a company, innovation right there, um, they will die as a company. And. Oh. No, I was going to say that is technically true, yeah, because that's what Sega's really known for, and that's still why they're really around, because they're innovators, and if you take that away from them, you practically take away the only thing that Sega still has left for them at this point. I'm sure, I'm sure some like toxic Sonic fans just gonna be like, "But isn't Sega dead the whole time?" Yeah, pretty much. You can yeah. never you can never guarantee what the Sonic fans are gonna say, and you can never please them either. We can make a game theory out of that. It could work. I won't deny that. Well, pretty much. I'm getting messages for at the moment, sorry, that's why I'm not concentrating. So, in general... Don't worry about it, 
so in general, you agree that uh, Sega shouldn't focus um, shouldn't focus as much on handheld games. Yeah, um, but I really think that they should like at least like set up a studio that can do handheld games for them, so that at least it gets some sort of love. Because like um, currently, like as we've seen from like the handheld um, ports of generations, it didn't really turn out so well. Or maybe they should just keep outsourcing. Um, their uh, handheld games to uh, companies that did like the Sonic Boom handheld games. That those were pretty mediocre, but still, so, probably so, I, I I wouldn't know. Sansori are much better at um, making games than Dimps really are. But the point <laughs> of the uh, thesis was like they shouldn't stop making handheld games because there's a lot of money to be made there. But I just think like they shouldn't be their main focus. They should like focus on PC and console more, but just keep that as like a side thing as a income method, I guess. Oh yeah, because like we did hear from Sega that um, they were definitely focusing more on the PC and mobile on uh, and mobile um, aspects. But really, um, there there is a niche following in the handheld market that they're not taking advantage of, and that they could be taking advantage of. Yeah, that is very true. Like if they just, I don't know, if they. Just keep that as a side thing. I think is really the point. But at the same time, there is a gap that they should they should be taking advantage of, and they aren't. And most companies don't take advantage of it. Hmm. Yeah, you can make something useful out of the fan base in the handheld gaming market. Um, but I do I do want to um, talk about freaking dimps. This the um, aside from like the generation support, this dimps actually still exist working with Sega. I know Dimps still do like stuff like I know they did the uh, DBZ Budokai games, which really surprised me because they actually made a good game somehow. Wow. Well. Okay. So I guess have you got uh, anything else you'd like to say before you get dragged back to the chill out madness? The chill out madness of silence, apparently. Um, I'm I'm trying to think really, but. Um... Eh, not, not, nothing much really, but I, I just do want to say that um, in regards to the uh, Sega on the PSP, I, I don't think I've tried much games other than Rivals 1 and 2, but for the most part I've tried 2 and I've enjoyed it a lot, like honestly, but I, I would say it's one of the best Sonic handheld games out there, to be honest. And I agree, I, definitely. I, your, your reasons are, you know, um, the, the AI is pretty, pretty reasonable, but... Still, I I much um, the storyline and the like the uh, gameplay of the uh, of Rivals Two is just like re- really really amazing and it's quite nostalgic for me. Yeah, I really I honestly that's the only thing that really stopped me from liking Rivals Two. As I mentioned, I really enjoy it. Otherwise, it's just that one little thing that just ruins the entire game for me. Because what's what's a game without the gameplay itself, really? I don't know, and I didn't seem to notice that, or maybe I did, but I just didn't really mind it. Like, I di- it didn't really bother me that much. But I, I think I did notice what you were trying to talk about. Yeah, definitely. As, a, as I was, as, as, as I was playing Rivals like years ago. So I, I guess that's pretty much for it for me. I guess. Okay, you got any like things you say like say it's a goodbye, like screaming as I does, or just I hey, uh, see you later. I guess I don't know. I I, I can't scream. It's like. 3.30 in the morning right now. 
<laughs> oh, that's a shame. You're just gonna but, have yeah. to like give, give a quick buy or something instead then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. See the, yeah. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Thanks for coming on. See you later. So that was Marakuji-san, and um, we got something from uh, Doen in the chat here before I move on to our next caller. Um, Doen says, personally, I would like a handheld collection similar to the PSP Mega Drive collection that A, doesn't keep losing your saves, B, has PAL versions as an option, and C, also has Master System games on it, so I can Fantasy Star. So something more like the Wii, Wii, Wii Virtual Console. I would agree, a very good Fantasy Star collection, or just a collection of any game in general on a handheld would be very good. I don't know why come... I don't know why companies don't port like their old games to handhelds more because like old Mega Drive games are perfectly suited for handhelds. Like, even if it's a long game, just stick save states on them and it's fine. It's not like they're gonna have difficulty running. Like if if the uh, if the 3DS cannot run a Mega Drive game, I'm slightly worried. But anyway, I'm gonna check with our next guest that they are ready to go. We're gonna have to uh, be a bit quick about this because we only have half an hour until. The Rexy Madness, which is Sega Mix Drive, 9pm GMT. It's not GMT, it's BST. Bastard time. Yeah, anyway, let's go and get 20 on. And welcome to the show, 20. Hey, hello, how are you? I am good, thank you. How is Mr. Social? I'm doing fine on this National Donut Day, or Rice Bar Day, if you are so culturally inclined. I have not bought a single donut today. That's slightly worrying. I, I will have to fix that. But uh, what would you like to talk about today? Okay, so you asked for your topical thesis. So you should focus more on handheld games. And I'll say no and yes. The yes in that it'd be nice for Sega to look into more of that field. I mean, they've been doing that a lot for the past few years in their mobile department so hey why not continue doing that in a different market however no part comes in and that they don't want to alienate, alienate their um their console market because that's pretty much how Sega grew up in the video game business and yeah I know video games these days there's Arise and mobile and handheld gaming. Yeah, I know that, but it wouldn't be too wise for Sega to focus more. I'm not saying entirely on that, but not focus more on just that one field because then you're gonna have a lot of people who still stick by the console gaming, pretty much upset at them for just like ignoring. The uh, I guess I'll say core area of of fans, but uh, yeah. So it's a pretty much a split yes and no decision on that. It just depends on how well Sega can make uh, handheld gaming more more suitable for the fans. I guess. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of it's really difficult because of like what Sega is known for, and that's console gaming. 
I think there are like pros and cons to each because obviously there's money to be made in handheld gaming, but then you don't get as good games. But in console games, you don't have the advantage of being able to print money unless right. you're on like a Switch or something. I don't know. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, yeah, that was my piece on that. And um, now about my little PSP. With the PSP, less, less that ancient relic of gaming lore. There's, I haven't really much had much history with it. The only games I played on it was Sonic Rivals and Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. I didn't have much time with Fair Wars because it was from a friend's PSP, but the time I had with it was alright. I mean, it was pretty much the first time I ever played Crazy Taxi at all, so I, I didn't go up with Dreamcast, so don't attack me there. But Sonic Rivals, but Sonic Rivals, honestly, I enjoyed that game very much. Um, it was, it was pretty much the Sonic Advance on the PSP. If you can call it that, if if you can call it that, I mean, it's it's still the same 2D um, gameplay, 2.5D, as it's called. But yeah, it's. It was a pretty enjoyable game. I especially like the um the collectible card system that they had. Uh, giving callbacks to previous sound games before Virus came out. I think that was really good. Um and some of the music was also good. I can even say that the music itself isn't really forgettable if you played the game often. Um Sonic Rivals 2, on the other hand, I haven't played that, so I don't know if the same funds from that game is in Rivals. But I'd say that was a pretty good effort to bring Sonic on a portable system like that. I mean, we all know that Nintendo has been largely Sonic's handheld home for many years, but that was a nice little break from the Sonic on Nikki platform. Kind of deal going on. I think for going back to the cards, I think my favorite card is the uh, card of Maria Robotnik's death scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What better way to showcase one of your characters than in her last breaths? That's that's real nice. <laughs> Couldn't have picked a better card to go for there, Sega. Could you really? Hey, you just gotta go morbid with Maria, because that's pretty much all she's known for is her death. Yeah, very much. Anyway, Twinny, you got any uh, final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill-out doom? Mm. Again, if you have not played Sonic Rivals, get a PSP and definitely try it out. It's pretty much one of Sega's and more enjoyable handheld games in general. I would definitely agree. Anyway, thank you so much, Twinny. Any screams or anything from you, or just a normal goodbye? Well, I can't scream because my brother's playing their alternator in the other room, so I can't really do that much noise, so I'm just going to say goodbye. And thank you very much for coming on the show, Twenty. And with that, that was Twenty, and that was the Discord call-in. I'm pretty sure I dragged him in slightly too early, and I apologise for that, Twenty. but... Anyway, we're going to go on to the Toppy Mix segment. What the Toppy Mix is, it's a Sega track not relating to the uh, episode at hand 
a remix relating to the episode at hand and a non-Sega track not relating to the episode at hand. So we're going to start this off with a tune that I've been listening to all week for some reason from Bayonetta 2. This is theme of Bayonetta 2, Tomorrow is Mine, right here on Radio Sega. Let's get scratching.
And welcome back for the final time to Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. That was Chum Bucket, which Twinny seemed to be rather happy to hear. And I myself am too. That is actually one of my favourite sixth generation games. And if you know me, sixth gen's my favourite. Love sixth gen. So many good games that generation. So to say that it's one of my favourite games, it must be really good. Even if you're not a SpongeBob fan, I'd recommend it. It is a great 3D platformer. But if you like SpongeBob, you'll get so many of the references to the classic first three seasons. None of the bad, you know, last. None of the bad modern seasons you get. Good, good free seasons. Tons of references. A great 3D platformer. A great package all around. Before that, from Sonic Generations, that was Forest Falls Remix. A remix of Forest Falls from Sonic Rivals. I mentioned in the chat, uh, Sonic Rivals music outside the game is growing on me a bit. I loved it inside the game, but I didn't really like it much outside the game. I thought it was all a bit bland and forgettable when you're not playing the levels, but it is slowly growing on me again, as you'll see in just a second. And before that was from a game which I've been trying to acquire this week, from Bayonetta 2. That was theme of Bayonetta 2, Tomorrow is Mine. Um, everywhere I've looked for a physical copy has been way too expensive. Everywhere. I've tried to download, or I've, I've tried to download a um, a le- legal copy, but um, sadly, um, it doesn't download onto my USB. Like it downloads, I can put it onto the Wii U. It doesn't download onto my, it doesn't like um, copy over to my USB when I put it in the Wii U and try to install it. Sadly, it's just a shame. I hate it. But I will get that game one day and it'll be mine. But it's the end of the show. So thank you so much to everybody who came in and listened to some Sega PSP awesomeness. Love the PSP. Cannot wait to do some Vita. uh, Some Vita tracks at some point. Maybe some 3DS stuff. I want to talk more about handhelds because I do love my handhelds. But um, Rexy says in the chat, I'd aim for it, but Mr. Krabs has a different VO in Battle for Bikini Bottom. That he does, it's not Clancy Brown. Like, such a mistake. It's like the Mr. Krabs who all come to know and love, and he just sounds like a faker. Like, no. Like, Shadow the Hedgehog would not be proud of this level of fakery that's going on in Battle for Bikini Bottom. Also, um, I can't remember the name of the original voice actor, but Mermaid Man's voice actor is also replaced, and he's nowhere near as good. Damn you, cheap budget fi- films. Damn you, cheap budget video games. Rick says, I found you, faker. This is where I play the um, sound effect, but I don't have it, so. Uh, Disappointment, I know. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with Sonic Rivals, Crystal Mountain Zone, Act 1 and 2, my favourite song from Sonic Rivals. But you have been listening to The Topical Resort. I have been your host, Green Viper 8. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at the Green Viper 8 or just stalk me on Discord, Green Viper 8. Jamie hasn't made at the real faker joke yet today, so follow at the real faker on Twitter. But as I said, I've been Green Viper 8. This has been The Topical Resort. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, see you next week. Until then, enjoy the music.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.